to Game Static episode 80. I'm Alex Light with Sparky3. If you're watching this on youtube.com forward slash Sparky3, you see that we got a little bit of a different layout today. We're doing everything uh, remotely because we're in the process of getting the new pod room set up uh, over at the new place. So that's cool. Next week should be in the new studio, which is pretty dope. I got both the boys here with me. John, Zach, how you guys feeling today? I'm doing good. Ready to get this because we got some interesting things to talk about after taking a week off. Bingo. Bingo. John, what about you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm a little distracted. Uh, RLCS phase version one overtime happening right now. Ooh, so Fancy, fancy. Uh, if you could, first and foremost, uh, go check us out on our website, sparky3.com. We definitely appreciate that. You can sign up to the website for free, or you can sign up for five bucks a month. You can get early access podcast episodes. Like right now when we're recording, Animan Plus is already up for anyone that wants to check that out. So that's pretty dope. Uh, same thing happens with Terrible Football Show, and of course this one as well. Uh, you can also go check out SparkyThroughShop.com to pick up some merch. Uh, do have some new designs coming. Uh, join the Discord, link down in the description below. Uh, go follow us on Twitter, at GameStaticPod. And then go check out the other shows, Animan Plus, Terrible Football Show, and talk about movies and stuff. And uh, Zach is right, we do have some interesting stuff to talk about today after taking a week off. Of course, last week we had the State of Play, which showcased Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, we uh-huh. recently had an article come out like yesterday from Bloomberg involving what's coming up with Sony here in like probably this next week. Uh, Kirby, The Forgotten Land came out. Me and Zach's been playing a little bit of that. Uh, not together. We haven't done the co-op mode yet, but we do plan to at some point. And Zach actually finished his first run of Triangle Strategy, so we're going to chat about that as well. And there are some other little tidbits that's popped up in the industry over these past week, week or so. So we definitely got a lot of good conversation. Uh, one little tidbit is here in a couple weeks, we will take another break uh, because that is when I'm moving into the new place. So it's probably just going to be a lot better to take a break from this show and possibly one of the other shows to get all that shit moved over but next week we should be good to go especially to talk about uh what's going on with sony that's going to be popping out this week again we're going to talk about that here in a minute uh so boys before we jump into the show here today uh anything that we want to chat about off the script first like what we've been up to how we feeling you know what's going on i'll give you two guesses at what i've been doing lost art yes all right well a little a little bit of triangle strategy as well. Yeah, I saw that you got about 20 hours into it. Uh, it's A lot of that is probably about four or five of that's like leaving the Switch running time because I did figure out if you're on the save screen or just in the menu and just leave the Switch on, it just keeps adding the time up. Right. Uh, and I just didn't turn my Switch off a few times. But yeah, I'm a, I'm about to where you guys were when uh, when you guys talked about it previously. Well, I'm still there. <laughs> I have not I was been. Say, yeah, I I finished my first playthrough at 40 hours. So yeah, I have not been back on because I've just been lazy and I haven't really wanted to get on and go grind at the encampment. But I do want to get back on. Uh, I just have not. But Zach, you know, you, you, know, you beat it and started your second run. He kind of talked to me a little bit about what the second run is like. And I thought that was actually pretty interesting, what you were telling me, with how it's set up, with the, how everything pretty much carries over. Yeah, no, it's literally just a carryover, because more or less, weirdly enough, it's an RPG freaking roguelit. Because everything you earn in your first playthrough, whatever you have at the end, just carries right on through to the second playthrough. So, items, weapons, skill gains... Uh, units you've recruited and all that fun stuff. It literally just keeps going and based on your difficulty, it keeps the difficulty level about whatever the average of your highest leveled party members is. The only real changes is that it now tells you what uh, 
what conviction you're choosing based on your choices and things like that, and actually tells you how to progress each convection conviction. And then at once you get past the initial opening part of it, you can go to the encampment and talk to Archibald, who does the sundry shop. And there's a new command called Scout, which actually shows you how to unlock or recruit all you know, the rest of the characters that you, you have not acquired. I, you know, when you were telling me about it, uh, what, yesterday or the day before? Uh, the, yeah. That, I was actually getting pretty excited about that. I'm like, oh, it actually seems like a pretty dope new game plus, basically. I mean, yeah, and it keeps all your notes and whatnot because it now now that I know that, it also keeps like the notes and whatnot. It now makes sense why some of the choices during the branches you're the first playthrough you're screwed some of them you're just not going to be able to do because you don't have the information mm. but as you go through playthroughs and go to the different rounds you'll get information i assume which will unlock choices for you right yeah I, I mean, go ahead i was about to say i mean overall though i'm still ha- having fun with it a bit here and there uh i've probably definitely slowed down after finishing that first playthrough though right yeah, I yeah I can tell because yeah, I think I checked on earlier. It's like besides Kirby, you haven't played in a couple of days, or whatever on the Switch. Because before that, like I swear, dude, you were on every day <laughs> grinding. I was <laughs> grinding. I mean, the grind's honestly not bad because in that game, I mean, depending on your difficulty, all the main missions are either or the fights are either one or two levels above whatever your main average party is. Right. And I mean, as long as you, and as I was telling you the other day, I literally just grinded the main quests mm-hmm. for levels and learned how the AI works in it. So I can now pass them, which makes it really easy. Right, right. Well, um, for me, I've just been playing more Fire Emblem, uh, Diddy at Kirby. I also picked up uh, Digimon Story for the Switch because I was on sale. I think I told both you boys that. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I've had an itch to play that game here recently again. So looking forward to jumping into that at some point here here soon. Uh, I think that's about all where I'm at on games at the moment. Mostly just Fire Emblem. I'm almost done with, my, I'm almost done with this run. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm a few chapters away from beating this current run. I was about to say, the only other thing I've been doing is TFT. John's just like Lost Ark, Lost Ark. Well, I've well, <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, jumping, <laughs> jumping between Lost Ark and and Triangle Strategy for the most part for the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I looked to like I was gonna log in and play some TFT and then uh, didn't end up doing that. Ended up just get back on Lost Ark. <laughs> <laughs> the lost art no. grind never stops i i will say you talking about fire emblem has made me potentially want to do another playthrough soon let's go <laughs> i mean but that's how then, it was for me like you know with how, like because like you know this uh christina is playing fire emblem right and this is her first time playing it she would always hit me up about like <laughs> that evil this. text message you sent me <laughs> Bro, I know I, I am evil, man. Uh, but no, it's like she would like hit me up about this or this and this and this and this, just asking a bunch of questions, and I'm just like, my brain is like full blown Fire Emblem mode. It's like, oh yeah, you're gonna want to try to run this character this way and train him this way and do this, and you know, because she's asking me a ton of, I'm just like, fuck, I kind of want to play Fire Emblem. But the problem is, she's bar- she was borrowing my Fire Emblem, and naturally I went out and bought Fire Emblem again. I think it's like the fifth time I've bought this damn game. <laughs> like I've bought three houses so many times. So wait, are those three cases that are chilling on your shelf there? Are they empty? Yeah, those are empty. Oh, okay. No, yeah, those those didn't come with uh, those didn't come with games. I just bought those off eBay. Uh, just empty cases, decorative. And I did notice recently they have two more 
that came out later. One of Yuri and one of Rhea. Fuck Rhea. I don't give a fuck about that, but I do want Yuri. So I'm going to pick that up at some point. Yeah, but then you know how it is. If you get Yuri, you have to get no. Rhea to complete the collection. I hate Rhea. He doesn't. He doesn't care about actually completing. Not not yeah, in that but, case, no, because I hate Rhea. Well, then it, then it just looks like shit. That is true. It's not like a nice, you know, you know, nice thing where you have a center character. But, you know, f- fuck Rhea. She's a bitch. Yuri's cool, though. I like Yuri. Uh, but, yeah, no. Uh, in terms of buying it, f- like, five times, because I've bought it for other people as gifts because I really want them to play the game. They're like, yeah, I'll play it at some point. And then it's like, I, I know I bought it for Jack, for example, because it like he really wanted to play it. He's like, yeah, I'll get it at some point. And then it happened to be, like, right at his birthday. I'm like, fuck it, I'm buying it for you for your birthday. Uh, so just shit like that. So. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and jump to the show, jump to the script, uh, some things we got lined up here. Uh, so first thing that I wanted to shout out is something just to like watch for is that Microsoft has recently confirmed that it was hacked by the same group that targeted NVIDIA and Samsung. Obviously, that sucks, you know, because there is a lot of personal information that's involved with those. But I just wanted to shout that out because we'll see what comes out of it. We've seen what's come out in the, the NVIDIA leak where it's been becoming like some of the biggest leaks in gaming history. Uh, so I just wanted to give that a little shout out real quick because we could see some stuff popping out over the next X amount of months. Who knows what they could be? Big announcements, obviously, whatever. Uh, It's still talking about Xbox. They recently revealed a new publishing division, uh, all focused on cloud-native gaming, and it is going to be led by uh, Left 4 Dead and Portal developer, uh, like the lead developer for uh, Left 4 Dead and Portal. Uh, Cloud gaming, man, you know... (sighs) It sucks. Like, let's be real. Like, it sucks right now, but we know that's kind of where the future's going to go. Uh, but Xbox, you know, in terms of, like, what Xbox has done in the gaming industry, they continue to try to do things to be innovative or ahead or whatever. You know, because, like, the game, game Pass is a great example. No one thought years ago and, you know, said on record they didn't think Game Pass would be sustainable. You know what I mean? Sony talks about that all the damn time today. But meanwhile, you know, Game Pass, what, has like 20-something million subscribers, I think. You know, let's just assume, uh, you know, just for you know, for the sake of my argument here, that most of them are ultimate, $15 a month times $25 million a month. I mean, th- that's money, bro. So, I mean. Yeah, no, that's tons of money. Like, I mean, the cloud gaming thing sounds interesting, but at the same time, I'm just thinking, so what is all that going to entail? Because we, of course, know just playing games off the cloud, like, a server or whatnot, but what else can that lead into besides right. like saves and other things? Yeah, see that that's gonna be the cure. I think what it comes down to is I think it comes down to what one of Xbox's biggest missions to be able to like play your games anywhere. I think that's what it really comes down to. Because I mean, bro, you can play Game Pass on your fucking smart fridge. Like, <laughs> like that that is like Game Pass, like like Microsoft wants to just push this down your throat and they want to push the fact that you can play your game in it everywhere. Cause I, I, I Alexa, play Mass Effect 3. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't I don't know if they started this or not, but another example is like um I, I wanna know I wanna say like uh, we I think we talked about it like a year and a half ago, so you, neither of you probably remember it, or at least John won't, Zach probably won't either. Uh, but at some point, in t- at some point, you're gonna start seeing smart TVs come with Game Pass built in. And one possibility is that they're gonna like this TV that's built in with Game Pass is gonna literally come with an Xbox controller. Like Zach, do you remember that? I was talking about that. Yeah, I, vag- yeah. I vaguely remember. The yes, talking about that and thinking at the same time, that's really odd. Yeah, well, yeah. So well, I was gonna say, hell, we talked about that like a couple months ago again. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that, that just goes back to like, uh, you know, what I'm saying, like, you know, Xbox is really trying to push the, 
the ability for you to play your game anywhere. So them building a dedicated publishing division for cloud gaming and na- you know native cloud gaming, whatever. Like I don't know. It is fascinating, but at the same time, it's very like you you want to be hesitant about it because cloud gaming kind of sucks for the most part. Well, it's very much one of those interesting things of. Yes, we're aware cloud gaming is more than likely going to progress in some form or fashion. Just hasn't yet, so yeah. we're very unsure where this division's going forward. But I am looking forward to seeing what they do. Yeah, the thing that I that I just thought of with that is, yeah, say say something like that where like a TV comes out hypothetically in the future where it has Game Pass or something that you could, and comes with an Xbox controller. Man, just imagine all of these places that you're going to have to go back in and re-sign into your accounts. Imagine, <laughs> imagine changing a password and having to, having to reconfirm it for every device that you go to. Ah, damn, got to re-sign back into Game Pass on my smart fridge. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought about that because especially if you, if like uh, with, with the uh, Sony announcement, imagine something like that ends up happening with them. Right. As well, you're going to have you you'll end up having these accounts on on everything which yeah which i mean it'll be nice when it's done but i mean any problems come up and then it's going to it's going to be a hassle true true uh speaking of hassle uh we did get the uh official confirmation that suicide squad was delayed we saw a report about it like what it was like a month ago or so yeah it was about a month ago uh, i don't i think i think i think it was from bloomberg if i remember correctly uh but now we have the official confirmation from the developers that that has in fact been delayed to spring of 2023 so big sad i mean you know now that we have the official confirmation because i know you two especially more than me were lo- looking forward to this game yeah when this when they first showed this game off i i don't remember what show it was on but when they first showed it off i don't know why it it's like i got really excited for it it just looks fun right and see i didn't really get excited till the actual gameplay we got during uh the game awards mm-hmm. yeah that that just kind of raised it up for me but yeah i was already like looking forward to it mainly because it's just they're just crazy goofy characters true and and the gameplay for it made it look incredibly fun. But hey, I mean, it, it does look year. incredibly fun because Rocksteady is just very solid in those kinds of games we've seen through the Arkham series, the f- three games they did, because I can't remember if they did that prequel one or not, or if that was someone else. Um, so yeah, definitely looking forward to that in a year and hoping to see more here in this year. Yeah, especially, you know, you know the gameplay they showed already looked very pretty solid and pretty polished but looking forward to seeing more where it's going to look even better you know so but hey at least we're getting gotham knights this year though you know in terms of dc games because gotham knights uh looks 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 pretty dope looking forward to that one in october we looked into it honestly last they said only two-player co-op oh well yeah it's kind of weird a little disappointing with that but i mean i'll take i'll take two-player at least yeah yeah there's at least co-op in it which will be fun uh, this past week, we also got uh, the confirmation for the new Witcher, which I don't think... So. I mean, it, uh, it is big news because it's like, oh, yeah, it's confirmed, but it's just like you know it's going to come, you know, so it's not like it, it's anything that shocked anyone. Uh, but the biggest thing I feel like shocked people is that they're not using their in-house engine, the red engine. Uh, they're actually using Unreal Engine 5. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So that is going to look insane. I'm like, I'm not a massive Witcher fan. Like, I never got into The Witcher Three, and then of course, like, probably eighty percent of the population, I didn't play the first two Witchers. Uh, but I, you know, either way, it being with Unreal Engine Five and that sort of universe is going to look absolutely insane. I mean, I can't say anything against it. I mean, the Witcher games are fun. People have really gained a following since Witcher Three, and I mean. Hopefully it's not cyberpunk levels of uh, development cycle. I don't think they're going to let that ever happen again. <laughs> I don't think they would, considering within the time they announced cyberpunk and actually released it, they released two Witcher games. True. Um, <laughs> but can only hope that it will look amazing and just continue the theme that is Witcher. Right, right. Uh, but hey, there was a game announcement this week that caught mine and Zach's eye. This one looks really dope. We had the quarry announced by Supermassive Games. Uh, this basically being like an until dawn uh, spiritual successor is how it was kind of being marketed. Uh, you know, it's the same sort of kind of concept that until dawn was. And, you know, you know, with with that, you know, a bunch of actors and stuff. I only recognized a couple of them, uh, like Justice Smith, for example, who was in like the Pikachu movie and a couple other things that I've seen him in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, this this game actually looks pretty. Uh, lo- looks pretty. Looks pretty good. Zach, what was your thoughts on this? And John, yours as well. I don't. I don't know if John. John, I don't know if you would want to get this because I know you're not a big fan of horror games. Well, like until dawn, I never played until dawn. You watched, but it, I I watched more playthroughs of that game than <laughs> just about or than any other game that I didn't watch speedruns of. <laughs> Alex, I mean, it looks good. I'm very. Curious, seeing as they are marketing as an until on successor, considering they still have the last game in the Dark Anthology that they've been doing. Right. Um, which some of the things that they said was going to be in the quarry, they actually took from their Dark Anthology thing. So I expect you and me to sit down at some point and do a online play of it and I- have the horror version of Date Night. I still want to do uh, the Dark Anthology with you. Ooh. Like I still want to play co-op on that because it's got co-op, right? Yeah, no, yeah, it has I still a system where pretty much uh, however many players each takes control of a person. I still want to do that. It sounds fun. That sounds horrible. I mean, it <laughs> sounds great, John. You should join us. Yeah, it'll be one great horror date night. I mean, there, I, there's I, I five characters in each one. I, I mean, I would I would join you. I just wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I mean, go ahead. I was about to say, Corey comes out in June. It's now going to April. We we can get some plays in, do all three uh, leading up to the Corey. Let's do it. Let's do it. Speaking of horror date night, John, I mean, you know, we, me and you, we still have another paranormal activity movie to watch. You know, if we're going to talk horror date nights. So we can have that horror date night, then turn around and play Dark Anthology. It'll be a great time. Yeah, but you know, if we're going to watch, if we're going to watch the newest one, we might as well have to go back and re- catch ourselves back up to where we are. There's a new one. Yeah, even though always uh, a new one. Yeah, well, they were supposed to end the series with Dark Dimension, and then they made a new one like last year. Um, so I'm, I told, I sent it to John, and I was just like, sigh. Well, we got to do this again, man. <laughs> Did we watch the Dark Dimension? Yes, or whatever? yes. Because oh I, I don't I, even I remember it. it. I, I bought it, and you and I watched it. Because that's for some reason our thing is that we watch Paranormal Activity together. <laughs> But every every couple's got to have their thing. That's true. <laughs> uh, speaking of having our thing, John, it's, it's not dead. It's it not is. dead. 
It is. No, no, it's not. It's real. Come on, we got a teaser trailer. It's we real. Got a, we got a we got a zoom in on some PNGs. Is what we got. Hey, there was like one snippet of gameplay which tells which told us that it's a tactics game. We got, we did get a teaser we for Digimon. We had a screenshot showing us a tactics game uh, two years ago. No, no, we've had that one banner for two years. First off, no, there's there's some screenshots from like two years ago. Shut yeah, up! No, don't back him up. Yeah. I'm. I know I'm right on this. <laughs> but Digimon Survive got a teaser. That's the bottom line. The game's not dead. Look, that's the bottom. The the game is not dead. Like like John and I thought. Especially John. John was convinced the game didn't exist. Right. They they have something for it. This is the first thing they've shown off in. What is this going on? Is this two years or three years now? I think. Two. Uh, I think two. Two years now. I mean, I'm still not sold that uh that they've got a game to be released but they've got they've got something that they're willing to say hey we we have this this game isn't completely dead we're gonna do something with it eventually it just becomes a visual novel see the biggest thing about like the teaser like is they still didn't even give a window for release i know you you said that they took it i watched it and i was like oh my man you guys like, you couldn't even give us, like, a 2023 window? Like, come on. Like, how much longer is it going to take finishing this game? Like, for real. About four years. Shut up. I want this game sooner than that. They're, they're wanting to compete with Cyberpunk for development cycle. I can tell. No, it was funny. I got The, the day that came out, um, I got on Twitter. And uh, you guys know um, uh, Seabad, right? Mm-hmm. He's a he's a massive massive Digimon fan. Like he collects the TCG and stuff, whatever. And uh, he was the one that shared it, and he had the same sort of response as like me and John, where his quote tweet was like, "Oh my god, the game's not dead." <laughs> it's like a red alert, red alert. There's an update for this game. I mean, it might as well have been dead with how little we knew about it. So yeah, I know, I know. But anyway, looking forward to more information you know a year from now i guess hey i was gonna say we got our information for 2022 there yeah there you go we're not gonna get anything else for the rest of this year i more than honestly that's probably legit if we're since they didn't give us a actual release year (laughs) in the teaser yeah probably that's our only update hell in 2021 the only information that we got the entire year was them when they finally said it's not coming out this year it got delayed sorry guys (laughs) Uh, anyway, all right, let's hop over to the next thing here. Uh, so Bloomberg came out with an article, like I mentioned earlier, it came out, uh, I believe it was yesterday, uh, talking about like literally this upcoming week, uh, Sony is set to finally reveal their project Spartacus, which has been talked, we've talked about it before, set to be like their new like subscription service. That's essentially combining PS plus and PS now. And I think I gave like a little, uh, plug about this maybe last episode. I can't remember where it's like. You know, we knew this was coming because there were some people reporting on their accounts that they noticed that the two was already merged early um, by accident. You know, that shit happens. Uh, you know, obviously, then of course, obviously, with this whole move, like months back, we heard the news and, you know, that PS Now cards have been getting removed from stores for a while. So this has all been building up. We've been building up for this. Uh, you know, this apparently it's going to set the debut with a splashy lineup of hit games, quote from Bloomberg directly, um, as well as uh, it gives more like the more expensive tier is going to give you access to like demos and be able to like stream games natively and stuff like that. Um, 
with you know with this, it's going to be set to like I said, be like the, the multiple tiers, probably the three different tiers to unlock different versions where you can play the retro games of PS One, PS Two, and I think PSP. Now, I'm, I, obviously, I'm leaving out PS Three because there's been like multiple reports where it's like PS3 is going to be on there. PS3 is not going to be on there, but PS1, PS2 and PSP has been consistently talked about. Uh, I'm excited to see what this is. Um, and I'm more excited to see how they're going to, I guess, combine it necessarily. You know, the two, uh, the two tiers. Cause you know, people that already have PS plus now, I mean, or PS, uh, yeah, PS plus for already paid for, like, let's say me to, uh, November. Uh, and the reason I'm also curious how that's going to work is because there's one guy that I follow on Twitter. He's a, you know, game leak or whatever. He has his PlayStation now or PlayStation plus, sorry, paid up until like 2033. Oh God! So Jeez. he keeps he keeps he keeps posting that he's just like Sony. I need to know if this is carrying over or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I'm excited to see what it is. Obviously, I'm gonna I guess technically already have it, and I'll probably get the you know the top tier immediately. If you know it's whatever, let's go for it. Uh, but the one thing that's gonna be really interesting to see how this goes when they finally reveal it is it's been constantly rumored and leaked as the Game Pass competitor, the Game Pass answer, whatever. But this is not going to have, like, day one games for new releases like Game Pass does. So it's, I, I feel like when we get this reveal and they further stress that again, that, oh, this is not going to have God of War Ragnarok day one or Spider-Man 2 day one or whatever, I feel like it's going to immediately get a lot of uh, a lot of backlash and a lot of controversy. It's like, okay, well, how are you going to call it the Game Pass competitor? I don't know. Sony just doesn't want to get to that point. Um, but either way, I'm excited to see what it's going to be. I mean, how are you guys feeling about it? I mean, it could still be a competitor because, I mean, they don't necessarily need day one releases. The big thing, at least for me, I would say some other people would be catalog itself. What is your catalog? Because, I mean, I have Game Pass and I go through the catalog periodically and, like, maybe a handful of games catch my eye and the rest are sort of like, yeah, they're there. For me, yeah. for Game Pass, like a lot of the games catch my eye, but it's one of those things like, uh, you can I want to play you, but I don't want to play you right now. <laughs> yeah, because it's like my my Game Pass. Just looking at it, I've got like twelve games downloaded right now, and I actually play like three. Of Lost Ark. <laughs> I I rotate them in there every now and then, which uh, I did. Down one of the games I did download and try was uh one of Alex's most anticipated games of the year, Tunic. I did play that as well. I didn't get very far, but I did play. I will say the gameplay was pretty fun. I I got bored of it very fast. <laughs> gameplay was fun. It, it, seemed, but... it seemed very exciting for like the first like 30 minutes. And I was like, yeah. I'm bored of this now. Then he went, why am I playing as a fox? Yeah, I was like, this is this is weird. It's not fun for me right now. Because I, mean, I was just... So I was just circling around. I was exploring. Like I said, it was fun, and then I'll maybe I'll go back to it. But I mean, that's kind of how I felt on it, honestly. I mean, it was fun. Gameplay was very fun. Gameplay was very uh, fluid. You really felt all the attacks that you're doing. But it's just like I told Zach when I played it, where it's just like it literally just throws you in the game, like which is a good thing and also kind of a bad thing because it's just like. You know, you know, you you're a gamer. You know what your objective is, right? You know, you can piece two and two together, but I don't know. It just throws you into the game so quickly, where it's just like you get to a point where you're like, what John said. So like, oh, I was just kind of exploring. It's like this is fun, but why am I playing you? Uh, that's well, kind. That's kind of how I, I felt too. 
They also have like the signposts in the game that kind of tell you the controls and that, but half of it wasn't translated. I know, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's just you see a picture of it, and then or it's like it shows a button and then a picture, and there's some text, but the text is not in English. Nope. Oh wow. But so. I think it's like I don't. I, I mean, I don't know what it was. I'm, I'm not an intelligent man here, but I think it was. I think what the what they were going for was like in game, like uh, in game dialogue, like whatever the oh, language is okay. in the game. But it's like I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like I mean, I understand what you what you're trying to tell me here, yeah. but. Can you tell me so I know? Right, right. But yeah, no, it's like, like I said, I, I'd go through there. I mean, every now and then I scroll through whenever they add games on a Game Pass. It's nice. Most of them I'm not going to download. Or I'll download them with the intention of playing them, and then they'll sit there for two months before I touch them. Right. Is that how Guardians is going to be? Because I think you downloaded Guardians, right? I did, but Guardians is after I beat Triangle Strategy. So, give it about a year? Uh, depends on how much I play Triangle Strategy. Depends on how much you play Lost Ark, honestly. Uh, depends on whether Digimon Survive comes out. <laughs> we're, we're good on that. It's not. <laughs> John, don't be, don't be like that. The game's coming out. Not, not this year. No, no, not this year. <laughs> uh, but either way, uh, Project Spartacus, though. Uh, I am cool. I'm excited to see what it is, and I'm more excited to stop calling it Project Spartacus. That's gonna be the that's gonna be one of the low key exciting parts. But either way, it's gonna be cool to see the full details on this thing, and honestly, also price points. Of course, very curious at the price points on this, since it's gonna be three different tiers. Um, so yeah, we'll see that this week. It'll be pretty dope. Uh, Zach, do you want to chat about uh, Triangle Strategy? You did. You, know, you already chat about it earlier with the New Game Plus, but you did complete your first run. So overall, like you know what's your thoughts on the story necessarily and how the game kind of progressed for you and, and what, like, I'm curious, what chapter did you end on? Cause this game has like, you know, like five different endings, whatever, like, you know, just overall, how, how'd your run go? I mean, overall I had a good time with it. The story was fairly, uh, I'd say interesting. It wasn't anything that just blew me out of the water in terms of narrative or anything, but it did get to some points where I was just like, when, like when I sent you that picture, the first time I hit three choices, yeah. And I, it was then that I really went, what do I want to do with this? <laughs> and me sort of thinking ahead of, based on where the story has gone and now knowing how this sort of flows, how is this going to go with based on the choices and whatnot? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I guess I did feel more invested in the story once it hit those third choice and you start seeing more... Uh, conflict and friction actually forming amongst your main crew of people who take the spotlight during most of the story. Right. Um, still the best part was when I recruited my bandit girl. <laughs> Cause I told you, Alex, like when the first fight against Trish and her father, I saw them and I went, I want those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I eventually got at least the Trish. I was like, okay, I'm happy. We're good. I'll take it. Win. Uh, as for actual chapter ending, uh, 20 chapters was the, how my first one ended. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, you and I chat privately and I knew that, uh, neither of us are get, we, we, neither of us were getting the golden route. Uh, cause we both chose to burn the houses and that was one of the choices not to do was don't burn the houses. Uh, but now, now knowing that all your stuff carries over, I am very aware of how that fight can actually go now. Okay. I don't think it's possible on a first playthrough unless you're just really dedicated to it. 
do you, do you not get the golden playthrough if you only burn some of the houses? If you burn any of the houses, you will not get the golden playthrough. Correct. I'm not getting the golden playthrough. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hard to, mission, bro. I tried to not do or not burn any houses the first time, and I was like, I'm, I'm just getting my ass kicked. Dude. Yeah, I know. I lured that bitch up to the top, and I'm like, ah, oh, burn. And I told Zach, I was like, you know, this game would, would probably kick me in the nuts, and she wouldn't die, and she would just take heavy damage and still be there. But whenever she went away, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Cause that that was a hard one, bro. But yeah, that that Man. that's uh you you have to keep all the houses uh, you know not burnt to get the golden route. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, on my first playthrough, my best run with it was when I had a uh, the ice mage. Mm. He had ice wall, and I spent every turn with him and uh, Avlor just boosting him. And I just made an ice wall in front of that pathway she's on, and I just blocked that pathway off and took out the other side. That's genius, <laughs> honestly. I, I probably need to do that next time. Uh, but I mean, overall, I enjoyed my playthrough and everything, each of the characters. Um, it does sort of fall in an interesting thing of once you sort of get your play style, you tend to lean towards certain characters. Because, I mean, you and me talked about it, like the main cast, they're actually all very good characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if you really want to, you can just play with them and you'll do fine. But I like interspersing some of the other ones just for different versatility. Right. But. I definitely say there is like a main six that I consistently use almost every fight. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that, that you said that I find is very interesting because like I find it interesting because you and I we're, we're on a, we're on an Island about this where you said that the story didn't necessarily like blow you away. Like it was a good story, you know, but it wasn't like outstanding to you, whatever. Yeah. That's how I feel, and I, I haven't beat this story, but like with where I am, that's kind of how I feel. But man, you and I, we are on an island when it comes to that. Because really? yes, dude, people like rave that the the story is like unbelievable. I couldn't give a shit about the story honestly right now. Like it's like the, the only thing I'm worried about is whatever Anna tells me. <laughs> that's fair, dude. Anna's great. Anna's ridiculous. Her whole kid's stupid to give her give her to you at the beginning of the game. True. But yeah, dude, we are on an island about that opinion, about us thinking the story is mediocre. We are 1,000% on our own on that one. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's mediocre. I mean, I think it's a decent story, but I don't know. It doesn't blow me away. I mean, I see the points of it and everything and sort of just the whole overlapping intrigue and whatnot, but maybe I'm just missing something. Maybe with, like seeing some of the other branches it might come to me because i feel like a big thing of this of triangle strategy story is also the branching narratives and i feel like there's some i think i would assume through the golden rat allows sort of a full circle sort of thing right I, one thing i was i wanted to ask you is uh does there continue to be like sharp difficulty spikes kind of like the uh the chapter seven fight uh not if you can consistently go to the encampment and do those so even even where it's like because uh i did a little bit of encampment grinding before that and even then it's still which one was chapter seven the avlora fight the avlora fight that one is specifically just spike just because of the, the situation the difficulty of the event itself like Besides that fight, I literally had no difficulty in any other fight. Yeah, besides, it's, it's so far, it's like 
I mean, just because I'm in like chapter 10 right now. Yeah. And, and so far it's like the, the beginning of the fight, it's basically just been like, okay, well in this fight, we're going to split you up over here and, you split your team up into like three or four different groups or something, or people are coming in constantly coming in as reinforcements, like entrapping you or something. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, it's like my, my team is extremely powerful right now. You guys aren't a threat to me. Yeah, no, the big thing with most of the combat encounters I saw through first playthrough is literally just positioning and seeing where new units spawn at. I mean, they add a few other things depending on what route you go, which, force you to, to have to move a bit quicker and maybe put yourself out of position to get something done. But besides that initial Avlora fight in the in the town, none of them are that significantly difficult because that's the only story-based one that's like, yeah, no, we're really outnumbered and should have no means of actually winning this. Which I think is a nice touch to the game. Well, one thing I was going to say is because one thing Zach said about... Uh putting yourself out of position. That's one thing I like about this game is there's not permadeath. So it yes. makes, it makes tactif- tactically like killing off one of your units in battle a good strategy sometimes. Like throw them out there, let everybody go after them. And it, it just, you know what? Then you can clean it up from there. What's the shield guy's name? Eridor. Eridor, I want you to know. He was a sacrificial pawn, and that dude burned with that bitch <laughs> at the top. Okay, I haven't done that. <laughs> God, that's fucking... Like, Eridor, I think, rarely died for me because he was <laughs> such a beefy person. I literally just taunt everything, and he's surrounded where the taunted characters can't reach him, so they don't do shit. Yeah, he yeah. was uh, He was in the house. Uh, he was in the range of the house at the top on that, on that chapter, and I'm just like, sorry, bud, we're lighting this shit to fire because <laughs> she finally got in there and was attacking. I'm like, you're going down with the ship, bud. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's not what I was talking about. I'm just talking <laughs> about, like, like if, if you find yourself like, oh, you, you, you weren't, you didn't think about everything, and, like, you just kind of went in, it's like kind of retreating out or trying to, trying to take back control of the battlefield. Sometimes you can just throw a unit forward, sacrifice them, and then everything's settled. It's like you got the momentum back, even though you just killed a unit. Yeah, and I can sort of feel you there, because like on at least the path I ended up going, the last chapter, the last fight is literally, it puts you in such a shitty starting position. Because not only do you have shitty positioning, it's also an escort mission, and you can't let any of the NPC characters die, otherwise you immediately lose. Wait, what chapter is that? It was the final chapter in the route I went. Oh, that sounds fucking terrible. I mean, it was initially, but then I figured out pathing and everything, it wasn't that bad. And with Anne and Triss, those two can literally just... were able to just leap up a cliff and kill off all the archers with just the two of them. I was like... Now I just hold on this bridge and watch them walk to their deaths to me. <laughs> well, yeah, then the fact that you just carry over all your units is great, so. Right. Well, overall, what would you give this game? Uh, what, what would you rate it? Uh, I'd probably give it like an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Good rating, good rating, good rating. Uh, I would write, you know, with where I'm at in the game, I'd probably give it an eight out of ten, personally. I mean, I, I think it's a very beautifully done game. Uh, I feel like the, you know, I feel I do feel like the story could obviously be a little bit better, and most notably, oh god, that English cast is. Terrible. I've gotten used to it. 
So you never changed. You didn't. You didn't change to to Japanese. No, I I, I haven't either. But I mean, Japanese is fine. They're very animated. I I, see. I want to get on there and do the Japanese, but well. Anyway, uh, let's hop over to Kirby. I don't feel there's going to be a lot to talk about here. Uh, I mean, it's just. Kirby there is game. a lot to talk about here. <laughs> okay, maybe for you, not for me. Uh, all right, well, you start then. What's your thoughts on Kirby? Well, I don't know how, how much time have you already dumped into Kirby. I've only dumped, I've only beat the first two two levels. Oh, I've beat the first two zones. Oh, okay. I mean, we need to discuss this genocide bringing ball of death. <laughs> Before we do that, can we just discuss how incredible the anime <laughs> opening was? <laughs> the animation opening was very good. I loved that, bro. Where like you get into the car mode and it's just going through like a like a, like an anime opening, yeah. bro. That that killed me. That was absolutely incredible. I mean, those the it was very entertaining opening. I mean, all the animations and everything for the game so far have been very good. They're interspersed considering through the game so far. I mean, that opening scene, but when he was being teleported, was very good. Right as he's just walking and walking. Walking along, enjoying his day, all I could think is, oh, there's that pink ball of death. We're going to commit genocide on another planet. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've made this game probably a lot darker than it needs to be. No, you're, you're, doing the, you're doing God's work right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, the entire time while I'm playing, I was just like, all right, so we're fighting, we're fighting some group called the Animal Pack. And it's literally just a bunch of animals. And Kirby's going around pretty much turning them into star energy and essentially offing them to save the Waddle Dees, who they naturally, they had invaders from some other planet. What they do, they capture them. What's Kirby do? He kills everybody. Murders them one by one. <laughs> like, the entire time I'm playing, I'm just going, huh, when you really think about this, this is sort of dark. It is. You're right. And then you got Bandana Waddle D just chilling back in town. I was like, hey, Kirby, I'm right here. Whenever you need me, I'll be right there and stab somebody with yeah. you. <laughs> it's like, I got you whenever, whenever, whenever you're ready to go, bud. I, I got you. And I got to that. I'm just like, bro, me and Zach, we got to hit this up. We got to go murder some people. <laughs> but, I mean, overall, I've been, I've been enjoying it. I haven't played a Kirby game in a long time. Right. But just you know, so I was playing it, just going through, I was like, am I really be the good guy here? <laughs> the gameplay feels very good though i will say that like like the actual like it does feel oh, yes. pretty, yeah if it, it feels so so stupidly smooth uh which which that's one of the big things i mean at the end of the day it's a kirby game you know it's it's a 3d platformer now basically uh 3d adventure game however you want to refer to it but the game the gameplay does feel pretty dope uh, i do i do like the gameplay quite a bit um, yeah. i mean i've enjoyed it even like the f- uh, first two boss fights I've done. I mean, they've been fairly simple and enjoyable. Just feels nice and learning the boss movements and everything. Because like with each of the levels, you and you collect Waddle Dees, and there's like certain yep. objectives you got to do. And like if you beat a level without completing an objective, it reveals it to you. But on the boss ones, it only reveals them one at a time. Mm. Which I didn't actually complete any of them the first time, so I don't know if you can still just get it like the regular missions or you actually have to do them each one at a time or not. Right. Right. But I mean, overall it's still enjoyable and everything. Haven't had any real difficulties with it yet so far. Yeah. And that, that's been, that, that's one thing that I noticed very quickly on the first two levels is like the lack of difficulty. And I, I'm not 
knocking the game for it, you know, because I understand, you know, it's a game meant for, for children, you know. I, I mean, I get it. Uh, but even with the wild mode, it's not very wild, if you ask me. Um, but, I mean, again, I get it. You know, I, I get it. I'm not I'm not going to knock the game for it. But, I mean, to be it, honest, it, it starts scaling up once you get past the first zone because, I mean, as you said, it is an adventure platformer, so it's more yeah. of the getting past obstacles aspect so far for me rather than dealing with any, like, enemies. Right, right. But yeah, no, it is pretty fun so far. Uh, I may play some more tonight, um, or I may just chill and play some Fire Emblem. I don't know yet. We'll see. We'll see what I do here in a little bit. Zach shaking his all, head. all these new games out, and he just keeps playing Fire Emblem that he's played four times. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I have a problem, okay? Like, that's where my mind is right now, is Fire Emblem. And I blame Christina a lot on that, because she just keeps hitting me up about Fire Emblem stuff. Uh, but that is where my mind is at. So I don't know. May, may play some Kirby later. I uh, may play some Fire Emblem. We'll see. Uh, either way, Kirby is pretty fun though. Um, looking forward to seeing how the rest of the game uh, plays out. Uh, the, especially since there is like a lot of post game stuff apparently from what I've seen. Oh really? Yeah, that's from what I've seen. There's actually a decent amount of post game stuff, which I thought was kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. That should be interesting, considering it's literally everything is co op. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move over to the final topic for the day, which, of course, is the Sony State of Play from last week. So we're a little behind the ball here. Uh, so we're, I, I wouldn't think we're going to drag on this forever, you know, because we are kind of behind on this since we took a break. But that wasn't involving Hogwarts Legacy. Finally got a lot Ooh. of gameplay. It was like 14 minutes of gameplay, which that's pretty dope. Uh, to get, oh, yeah, you know, no, to get, it was a large majority gameplay, which was nice. Yeah, like it's always dope to get like a lot of gameplay for something like, you know, like this, where it's like in full detail, them just going through, showing in, explaining it, and just kind of breaking it down. And really, some of the best ones is when they literally sit down and just play the game. That's always some dope shit. Uh, but um, I do feel like if you know, anyone, and I, I've seen it over the last week, you know, and we're, we're definitely not going to be the first or the last. Like when it comes to you want to approach to talk about this game, I feel like it is important to address the big controversy behind it because there is a massive controversy because, of course, it is a Harry Potter game and everyone hates J.K. Rowling now because of everything that she likes to put on social media. Uh, so the you know we will address it very very briefly here uh when it comes to this it's a i get it, it's a touchy topic i get it 100 right and it's one of those cases of can you separate the art from the artist if you can cool if you can't also cool because fuck jk rowling right you know kind of a piece of shit not kind of but is uh so i get it you know i understand if people don't want to support the game uh i get that 100 percent uh, but I will say this from everything that I've kind of seen about the game and how Avalanche is approaching, how they're marketing this game. You know, number one, they have flat out said that she has nothing to do with the game. Number one, first and foremost, they have come out on record saying that. Uh, and I understand that, you know, it's her IP. She owns it. So she's going to get some sort of money. Cause I've seen a lot of people say like, Oh, you know, I'm not buying this day one. I'm going to buy it used later. Cause I want her to get as you know, least money as possible. And I have no idea how that all plays out. But if I had to take a guess based on kind of how this sort of stuff works when you're making a game for an IP, where you kind of basically have to get the project approved by the owner, uh, for an example, you know, Sony got the, the basically the go ahead to create a game on a Marvel character. And then they went to Insomniac. It's just like, who do you want to create? And they picked Spider Man. 
and that brings us to where we are now. It's kind of the same thing. There's an idea. They pitch it. They get the approval. They go from there. So, honestly, like, you know, if that is your take on it, I get it 100%, especially since we don't know the full details on that. But I'm willing to bet that she probably was already cut a check for this game getting even the approval and the go-ahead. I don't know. If, I don't think she's going to probably get, like, royalty per, per unit sold. I could be wrong, of course. I don't know. But based on how they uh, how Avalanche has approached this game uh, with, you know, she has nothing to do with the game, nothing, she you know, in any capacity, she's not involved with this project. You know, I, I would probably think that she was probably given an upfront check to get the approval for the game, to get funded, to get going, you know, you know, get the blessing per se. So that that's just what I kind of know following, you know, people within the gaming industry that's talked about this. Uh, so again, what it comes down to is if you can separate the art from the artist, if you can, cool. If you can't, also very understandable. Um, and that's kind of my take on it. Um, you know, if people want to go out and support the game, support the game because you're supporting the developers that spend the time on this game. Uh, if you don't want to support the game because it is Harry Potter related and J.K. Rowling's a piece of shit, that's also very acceptable. Uh, you know, I'm not going to judge one someone either way for supporting the game or not because again. It, there are people that can separate the art from the artist. And that's just one of these cases is if you can do that or not. Uh, with that said, uh, boys, like I said, 14 minutes of gameplay, a lot shown off with this game, including a uh, release window. That was an interesting thing. There is that we did not get a release date, but a release window, which was just later this year. I feel like the release date uh, was something that was, everyone was kind of anticipating with this and did not get it. Uh, so it is kind of be kind of curious to see, Number one, if it comes out this year, because I feel like that leaves it open for interpretation where it could get delayed, kind of like how, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 is marketed as 2022, and he just says, we're going to aim for 2022. We'll see how it goes. Kind of the same thing. But, yeah, 14 minutes of gameplay really dove into what this game is going to consist of. What was you boys' thoughts on the entire state of play and just kind of uh, general thoughts here? I mean, the entire time watching the gameplay, all I could think is bully with magic. Bro, that's actually a fair point. Because literally, you're you're going to school, going to classes and whatnot, and doing the classes to, I assume, get better perks and whatnot. Then you have Hogsmeade and other areas where you can run around and bully you out of the town. And then you just go around. I enjoyed in the trailer what it said. It's the 1800s in the Wizarding World. Things are different. And I was just like, yeah, a fifth-year student can just go around killing people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, one of the things one of the things watching it I'm looking at it I'm going I don't understand what this com- what's happening in this combat right now that was sort of something interesting is like there seems to be a fairly button-esque combat system but it seems like there's some ticks here and there figuring out what to do yeah because I don't because I couldn't I can't tell like when they're just firing spells off it's it almost looks it's like they're firing a little bolt at them over and over again in a lot of these combo clips, and I'm like I don't I have no idea what you're doing I don't know if you're just hitting them with the same spell or changing it or what's happening here but I don't know it looks it looks really interesting uh, and the I don't know the the class having to go to the classes and that yeah apparently. Apparently you go to the classes and as you, I, I assume as you advance through the story, you learn different spells and stuff from doing that, mm-hmm. which then just allows you to do more of the outside of the school exploration from the looks of it. 
Yeah, that's sort of what it's seeing because mentioned in combat, not only did you have like the spells, counters, and whatnot, it also mentioned like, we'll take what you learned from class. Now you have plants that beat the crap out of people. Hey, now you have a potion that turns your body to stone. Yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that that without them wanting to reveal like what part of the story is, they're just like their explanation for it in the video because I watched it a little before we started was you have magic that none of your professors can understand. Yeah. And it's like, when they're talking about it, they're like, you have these powerful finishers, plus part of your own magic that no one else can do, and they call the thunder. Lightning? lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, it's like, okay, I guess that's a thing that I'm going to be able to do. That guy's clearly dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's going to be interesting how they kind of further uh, explore this power that only you can do because i mean like that was one of the big things that they stressed like you just pointed out it's like the power that only you can do another thing they constantly stressed is that you're a fifth year student which you know just enrolling which is kind of weird whatever like they, they were really stressing those points throughout the entire state of play which i thought was kind of interesting the other thing they slightly stressed not as much but was like you decide the fate of the wizarding world yeah and they sort of cemented it at the end where it's like or maybe you don't do the good side, and it shows him just shows him off somebody with the uh, Avada Kedavra spell. Yeah, yeah, with the death spell. I was just like, so you can go evil, because it's games like this where like they always give you options. Like you can join the evil side, then you choose, and it's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, it's it's. Are you actually gonna let me be evil and start killing people, or is that like a at the end of the game I get to make a decision and it's a cutscene kill? Yeah, see, that's going to be the big question because the moment that they they had that pop up and he used that spell, I'm just like, okay, are we going to get to go down that path though? Like, are we going to get to be a piece of shit, or is it just like, like what what John just said? Is it just part like in the in like part of a story cutscene or something? Like, that's going to be the part that's going to be really interesting about it is if you can actually really choose your path or not. And then one of the other things I thought was interesting watching it is they were emphasizing the uh, using the spells that you learn in class to solve puzzles. Mm-hmm. and that and uh and then they they show like there's a portrait in just like in the hallway oh yeah that they they uh he used uh Accio on and it lowers like a little thing at the top of it down and then it opens up this secret passageway it's like is it's like is that is it good because in the clip it's not very clear what happens until he uses the spell? It doesn't show anything. It's like, is that shit going to be there? Or is there going to be like a glowing light going here? This is a secret. Because <laughs> that's that's the two ways things tend to go. Either shit doesn't get found or it's a very obvious, hey, I probably need to do something right here. Based on that thing they showed, I feel like that one's going to be a thing of, uh, they show you how to grab ledges with Akio and it's just like there's some sort of something that you can notice to see it. But, I mean, I assume by saying that there's going to be some hidden rooms and stuff like that across the game, because from what they showed, it seemed like exploration is going to be a big thing in between the classes and whatnot, just outside of the school and actually inside the school as well. Yeah. With how they were describing it. The sort of other thing I'm sort of curious about is if there's going to be any changes of your character based on what house you go into. Because they did take the time to uh, show off that, yes, you will be able to explore each rooms of of the houses and whatnot. 
Yeah, because they when they it starts off with the basically showing the character like you can create a character, and then you get sorted into the house, and it's like okay, well this is one this is weird that I'm a fifth year student being getting a sorting hat put on my head. Yes, uh, to be sorted. Second, is there any is there any sort of like choice there? Like what? How do? How are we gonna? No, we gonna do it. They're just gonna random us one because it can't just random us one. Well, I'm I'm hoping at least it's gonna be stat based, and I assume based on whichever house you get a increase to a stat. It, I assume stat based or like the ever popular like here's three questions, give the answer to them. Kill me if it's that. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not that. Yeah. I prefer it's like a stat based thing where, like you said, where you create your character. Choose, uh, like pick how you want to pick your initial starting for it and then based off that you're more likely to do one and also the whole fifth year sorting hat thing makes me curious i was just like so i thought it was on to the whole fifth year student thing and you're coming in late i was like so you're like a transfer student from one of the other wizarding schools <laughs> you see know. i was curious that too like how are you necessarily a fifth year student you know because they stress that non-stop well, from I don't know if it's what it's going to end up being, but from what it sounded like, the mysterious magic that you have is like you have that, and then you're like, maybe I should learn how to control this, and you end up getting you go to school, and just naturally, just like they have like some test, like, well, you know this, so you're just going to be automatically a fifth year student, right? <laughs> probably, it's probably just how old you are. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will. Because it was sort of funny with each teacher, like, "Oh, look who it is—the fifth-year student." I will also say, I am with you guys. Uh, I am very curious about the sorting, though, because that was one of my first thoughts when they were showing it off, and then get in. You know, they showed off the sorting. They even showed off like the different rooms, like you guys already mentioned. Whatever. Like, I am curious, how is the sorting going to necessarily work? Like. If it's going to be something stupid like the questions thing, that's going to be kind of lame. Hopefully, it'll be something stat related. But I am very, very, very curious how they're going to handle the sorting because that will obviously, you know, depending on each house and what you do with it and everything, you know, I'm curious if that's going to really open the game up for like you know replayability, do multiple playthroughs, and try to get into another house. You know what I mean? Like, what is each house? What are they going to offer you in terms like the environments that you're in or whatever? Um, so I am very curious about that. Another random thing I'm curious about is: is there going to be is there going to be Quidditch in this game? I, I saw a lot of people asking about that. It looked like it may be a mini game because there did show someone set up in a Quidditch uniform, but there's definitely going to be broomstick controls of some sort. So I wouldn't doubt that there's yeah, going to be true. some small Quidditch mini game. Yeah, true. They uh, did they did show you flying in there, didn't they? Yeah, they. It's like that's one of the big things they showed is like flying on a blue broomstick across the field like traveling mm -hmm. uh so yeah if if it's in there i don't expect it to be a big part of the game right and the one thing i do want to mention with when they were showing on the flying it actually showed off that the my map might actually be pretty decently sized they did kind of touch on that a little bit too where they wanted a decent sized map for the game yeah because i think i think the big thing there is what you're actually doing in the school, I think, is much smaller than everything outside of the school. Because from from the way they were making it sound, is a lot of the game or the big crux of the game is finding out this mystery about the goblins if they're trying to revolt or something. Which, if that's the case, I mean, you're just going to school to kind of learn, learn and get more powerful, essentially to then go out and explore and try to solve this mystery. 
So literally what it is is you go to school, crush goblins, destroy evil wizards and sorceresses. Yes. And throw exploding barrels at people for... That was mean as fuck. So as a fifth year student, you were definitely killing people. We were just like, combo, grab this person out of the air, then flamethrower. I was like, they are dead as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pull you over to me, flamethrower you, and just for good measure, hit you with the exploding barrel. <laughs> seems a little overkill, I mean, but okay. The combat, which once we actually see more on it, seems like it'll be fairly interesting to string things together. My question will be, will it be necessary to string things together? Is there going to be a simple way to do it where right. you won't want to bother with comboing? Right. I assume there'll be, like, I, I assume there'll be, like, the heavy combo style, like the sneaky, like, try to, like, try to bypass people or, like, basically some sort of status effect style and then probably the the big hit like big one hit style from the from the sound of it because they did say there's different there's different skills there's different talents or some, something to that extent like perk points or something like yeah that. so i assume that customizing your play style is like do i want to actually be the spell slinging wizard or do i want to be the guy that just hits him with one big big shot or can I be the botanist? Can I just, like, not actually use my wand and just throw plants at them? Yeah, just have the plants be, take care might, of it. That might be fun, too. Because, yeah, I assume that there's a style, like, some sort of subset for all of that where you can have, like, skills or perks associated with it to make that playstyle stronger. Right. I mean, overall, the game looks pretty... I, I will say this. Um, the game looks a lot more ambitious than I was expecting. I will say that like coming, yes. to, coming into this, like, and seeing everything they showed, like, bro, it does look a lot more ambitious than I was, uh, than I was even coming close to expecting out of this. Uh, another thing that I thought was really interesting and I am curious as hell, how it's going to work and how it's going to look like, but they didn't announce this or reveal this until this state of play up till this point, this has not been revealed, but this game is going to switch and it's going to switch on a cartridge, not as a cloud game. So I am curious as hell how that's going to work. But the pre-order, the pre-orders are up for it. It's going to work great. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. It'll only crash your initial factory switches once every couple minutes. Right. Imagine if you could if you could play the game with uh like taking it and actually waving your hands around <laughs> oh, God, yes. come on. you're not gonna be able to but imagine but see to do that they're probably gonna sell you like a special like labo kit where you can put the make a wand you out of your joy con 2022 the labo wand <laughs> yes let's go but yeah i i did see the switch announcement as well and i i figured that was gonna be something you're like what the fuck? As everyone is, it's like how the hell, especially since it's on like a cartridge. It's not. A, it's not a cloud game. Like well, how the, the hell the is cloud, this gonna work? Their cloud games don't work either. I know their cloud games eat butt, but that's not the point. <laughs> the cartridge is gonna be. I'm so curious on how the cartridge is gonna work. I really am. But eh. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, but no, the game does look pretty interesting though. There's, I still have a lot of questions. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see how what's more is going to come out of it. Cause like I said, it's f fucking way more ambitious than I was expecting out of this game. Cause this whole time it's just like, I couldn't help but to feel like, Oh yeah, this game's going to eat butt, you know, like it's going to look bad. Like it's going to be kind of like bare bones sort of thing, but I don't know. Here we are. Um, 
I did see also where they came out and did confirm that no, there's not any microtransactions because naturally we're at the state of gaming today well, where that's you, a question you know, for everyone. You know why that was brought up, right? Why? Because uh, there's there's the rumor requirement, which is supposed to act as kind of like your 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 base, your hub, where you can upgrade to uh, basically craft and craft like grow plants and stuff that you're gonna need for potions and that. And on the growing potions, there's timers. Oh. Like thirty like thirty minute timers, which immediately triggered people to be like, this looks like a mobile game mechanic. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's a fair point. So it's like they had to very quickly come out and go, No, we are not selling you microtransactions for timers. Right. Single player game. Don't worry about it. No microtransactions, you're good to go. So, uh, any any other last thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy? Uh, how'd y'all feel about the potential companion system? I thought that was interesting. I don't know. They, they they're gonna need the companions they showed. Uh, just the brief descriptions of them. I'm like, you got if you gotta show gonna show me more, and at least show me. It's like show me something cool that they're gonna do, and not just show them following me around. Right. I don't know. Companions, I'm I'm iffy on companions in games. It's like, if they're actually going to be helpful, that'll be cool. If they just follow you around and yell in combat, mm-hmm. that's going to be annoying. <laughs> now I just picture someone on the side yelling magic spells and, like, nothing happening. Oh, it's like them just being over there, like, cowering behind you while you fight. Like you did to me on Borderlands 2. I don't know what you're on about. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no. Hey, random uh, random thing for you guys, segueing away from that. Did you guys see the the huge controversy involving uh, Gran Turismo 7 this week? That shit was fucking wild. No, I missed that one too. Damn. Well, stuff with Gran Turismo 7, you know, it's a fucking racing game. It's got its online. It's got its microtransactions. It's got its single-player mode, right? It's single-player mode. Okay. Right? Uh, they apparently shut the the servers down for maintenance, and it was down for legit 30 hours. But when they shut that down, it also prevented you from playing the single-player mode. Fuck. Yeah, so the game was completely down for 30 hours. Uh, the game is just like stupid heavy microtransactions where it costs like 2 million credits to buy a new car, which is essentially two, apparently two of the uh, $20 pack, uh, packages of... Uh, of the in-game uh, credits, whatever. Uh, so basically, forty bucks to buy a car. Uh, you cannot sell your car to help get credits, uh, even though like someone dug up uh, some old promotion f- uh, for this game where they're just like, you can buy, sell, and trade your way to the top. So it's just like, well, we can't sell the cars. And then they also, when they did this big update, they also patched um, some like in. It wasn't like bugs or anything. It was just like uh, like little you know, clever methods to really rack up and grind credits. They patched it where you get less credits that way. So basically they're, they're forcing you to, re- if you want to get better cars, you're going to have to basically spend money. And, and uh, because of that, it would be it fucking obviously a massive, massive controversy around the community where they recently, like for the, if you log in right now, whatever you get, like a million credits for free or something like that. But yeah, that uh, dude, th- there were a lot of people pissed off about this game this past week it was uh it was it was wild 
I mean, I could definitely see that because looking it up, seeing the whole people getting one million credits for yep. the grindy update, I was like, if you got to grind two million for a vehicle, that is bullshit. Right. Well, I guess that. Well, like you said, they patched out the easy, like the the quick way to to grind credits. With that, it's like, how hard is grinding credits? Is it like, is it one of those things where just playing the game, grinding it out, trying to do it, it's gonna take you thirty hours to unlock a new car? Or is it one of those where they're like, is it easily accessible? Would it would be the other thing? Because if they just make it where it's stupid grindy, gonna don't give you a lot of credits, gonna take you like ten hours to unlock another car or something, then it's like, okay, come on, we I understand what you're trying to do, and you need to cut this shit out. Well, right. from looks at it, from the things I'm looking at, it's pretty grindy. Of yeah, yeah, it's gonna take you a bit to get some without spending money. Yeah, like they they really they really set this game up for failure with their with how they have the whole thing set up that way. Um, I was also trying to pull something else up, but I do not see it at first glance. But I was also going to mention again about uh, about the the complete shit fest that is Babylon's fall. Because I don't know if you guys saw this, but dude, these uh, platinum is dead-ass determined to fucking salvage this game somehow, even though it looks terrible and plays terrible, because they've already finished Season 2 content, and they're already starting on Season 3 content, and they are sticking with it, and they are making the content for Seasons 2 and 3. Really? Yeah, like, bro, like, they are dead-ass determined to try to revive this game and make it work, but (laughs) the reviews on it are absolutely terrible. I've got it pulled up right now on Steam. Like, it's, dude, it's so bad. You guys want to get the game? It's only $60. No. <laughs> no. Oh, come on, man. It looks fun. It looks like uh, the game of the year from what I'm seeing right now with all these reviews. I mean, Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina did come out. I'm assuming neither of you got that. No. Not currently. I, I was hoping it was going to be on Game Pass. It's not on Game Pass. <laughs> Uh, I did see where G Fuel's releasing a flavor alongside Tony Tina. That's cherry vanilla. I love my cherry, and I love cherry vanilla, but I don't know if I want that in a G Fuel flavor. Not sure how to feel about that one. Is it the Bunkers and Badass flavor? Maybe. Oh, God, I'm a ghost. Wow, you're bright as hell now. Let me close that. Let's just go to my phone. (laughs) (laughs) to, To fill time while he's looking that up. Uh, we got a new event in Lost Ark this weekend, the Casual Guardian raid, uh, <laughs> where where you, it's basically a Guardian raid. It scales down. It's it scales everyone down to it, so everybody's playing at basically an equal playing field on it. And uh, three Guardians show up in it, and you just try to complete the Guardian raid in the time. Not hard, but it's just a another event that they they kind of gave us to. Get more, get more honing materials. Try to, try to give us easier honing access, because it's been a bit of a complaint with how how rough honing has been. Also, the flavor is called Tiny Tina's High Rollin' Sparkly Boom Magic. I fucking hate that. So do I. There you go. Yep, that is the name of the G Fuel flavor. I am not on the wait list for that one. I am, however, on the wait list, because they also announced it literally the same day. I am on the wait list for a uh, Moon Knight flavor that they released, because Moon Knight comes out next week. 
Uh, it is a hydration flavor as well, so that's pretty dope. Um, it is it is it is a blueberry flavor, which I am here for. Plus, I was, I the, was so confused the box looks that. so cool. Look at that; that looks dope as fuck. I don't see anything. Piss off. Love me some G Fuel, bro. Love me some G Fuel. All right, well, I feel like we can probably wrap this up now. We feeling good about it, boys? You ready for me to hit the music and work our way out of here? Or you guys got anything else you want to shout out? Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm. I'm good. Okay. Zach. Oh no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, I I will probably this week. I don't know if I'll have time this weekend. I'm gonna try. I'll see if I make time. I may check out some of the Halo show. I saw that it was getting review bombed. Like I I, I saw that it's not good. Uh, from the reviews, but I haven't actually like bothered to dive into any reviews, but I, I will check out the Halo show sometime here uh, soon. What is it on again? Paramount Plus. Do you, you see the article saying that, uh, I think it was from the writers saying they didn't look at the source material? I did, yeah. <laughs> I did see that, so I am concerned, but... I'll check it out. Uh, but, you know, while, while we have that that may have bombed, what we have that's coming out that's not going to bomb is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And that's all that really matters right now. No, it's going to be incredible. Movie of the year. Nothing will compete with it. No, you shut your mouth. Sonic 2 is going to be movie of the year. Hands down. You think it's going to be better than the Spider-Man at the moment? That was 2021. This is 2022. Was it? Yeah, it came out in December. Oh. It would still count towards 2022. When you look at that stuff. I'm strictly referring to... A movie coming out from January to December. He he's has to take out a movie that's actually going to be counted in that for his Sonic to take the win. So he doesn't think it's going to be better than Spider-Man. Sonic 2 is going to by far be better than Spider-Man No Way Home. I'll go ahead and state my record right now. It's going to be better than Doctor Strange 2. It's going to be better than Thor 4. It's going to be better than whatever other movies that's coming out that's not superhero related because I clearly watch so many movies. Uh, I want to I cut this right after he goes to see it and how disappointed he is okay listen i have seen some early like (laughs) reviews and people are raving that this movie is fucking awesome and it is like absolutely incredible does everything the first movie did and better and it's just it is a love letter to sonic fans and i am so excited to watch it was that next week? Yeah, it's like next next week where it's going down. I think no. See, John, I, week I'm after. gonna cut this week after when we get to like some film rewards at the end of the year and Sonic wins nothing. Oh, it, it won't. It won't. It won't but it deserves to win it all. That's a fact. That's a fact. With that said, I'm gonna hit the music, boys. Last words, last thoughts. Music's going. Oh, I know you can't hear it, but it's going. Um, like, subscribe, comment, whatever your platform allows, it does help. If you're watching on this YouTube and liked whatever this shit show was, Whoa. you can hit that subscribe button. And if you want to know when anything's uploaded, you can hit the bell, and it'll let you know. Thank you. Yeah, and if you've made it all the way through the end, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully you'll come back next time. We'll get Alex off of his Sonic 2 nonsense. Whoa. And, uh, I chose this color in here for a reason because we have Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming out. Okay. Uh, and that's actually, not it, that's not what it was. Right just, there. For, Look at that. For Sonic the Hedgehog action figure. Got a Knuckles right there. Got another Sonic right there. We're going. You wonder why I call you a furry. I like Sonic. What's the problem with that, bro? Yes. And he I'm led you a down a path of furryism. <laughs> I'm not a furry.
All right. With that said, like do everything they said and more. Thank you so much for making it to the end of the show. If you did, if you didn't, that's cool too. Uh, Sonic 2 will be the best movie of this year. Hands down. I'm going to go ahead and stress that. I'll do a full breakdown and review of this wonderful film on talking about movies and stuff. And I'll also rave about it here on GameStatic. But anyway, yeah, we're going to go. Uh, see you next week. Hopefully we will be talking. John just got a lost arc. <laughs> Hopefully we will be talking about the Project Spartacus and finally stop calling it that name. Till next time, we have to see you. Thanks.